0: Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you'd like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, find us on the web at revivallifechurch.org. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Pastor Carl, uh, for letting us share the word this morning. We're continuing our message series on uh, serving, titled The Key to Greatness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He to g- greatness. Amen. It's,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> I'm good. Hold well, Let me take a sip of water. <sighs> it's interesting when you think about greatness and how when Jesus came, he com- completely fl- flipped everything upside down. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah completely f- flipped everything upside down. He completely changed what it meant to be great. He changed a lot of things. He changed what it meant to actually love somebody.
1: Come on. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, have you ever, have you ever thought about that? Like God, God is love. God is love. Yeah. And the world did not know love before God came into it. Yeah. 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 How how can you know love apart from Him? Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: The one who is love. Sin separated us from love. All all, all we could all people do could do was their best until Jesus came and actually taught the world what love looked like. Yeah. Like literally, love was not on the earth until he came. Love could not exist because he came and restored love. Amen. Amen. But we're continuing our through, through our, our scripture in Acts here. Um, where the, the, the church, the, the first church of Jesus Christ, there was a little bit of a problem and they had to elect men to feed the widows. There was people being left out, right, Sarah? Yeah. So we want to jump, jump right into our scripture in Acts chapter 1. Nope, chapter 6. A- Acts <laughs> chapter 6, verse 1.
1: Yeah, to Acts six, uh, 6, verse 1. Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. So the twelve summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word of God in order to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. Verse 4. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Uh, The statement found approval with the whole congregation, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Procurus Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, yeah. a proselyte of Ant- from Antioch, and these they brought before the apostles. And after praying, they laid their hands on them. Verse seven: the word of the the word of God kept on spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith.
0: You say, "Amen" to the reading of the word. Amen. amen. Father, we just bless. What you're doing here this morning, we just bless what you started in worship and are continuing now, Father. I bless what you're doing in your people. And we just pray that today that you would speak through us, that you would minister to the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. 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 and amen. amen. So last week, Pastor talked about how when the church, when this, this body of believers selected the group of men, it was significant because all of these men were Greek <laughs> all of these men were Greek, Greek, and it would be equivalent to, in the 1960s, during, during the Civil Rights Movement, black schools that were receiving in, in, in unequal uh, uh, treatment, not equal books, not equal funding, not equal teachers, not equal anything, right? It'd be equivalent to them going and say, hey, our schools are not being funded the same way, are not being treated the same way, we need this to be taken care of. And the board, it, it's equivalent to the board, voting for the board, and the board being all black, Right. Like, like 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 we talked about how that's something only Holy Spirit can do. Yeah. That's something only Holy Spirit can do. And I, I, I find that as profound because yeah. when, when we look at this, I see I see family. Yeah, I see. I see a community. Yeah. You know, and, and as we talk about serving this morning, um, for so many of us serving, at least in the context that Jesus lived it out in the context that we we teach it. The, the only place we you hear that is in church. You know, like the world will teach you how to do nice things and be a good person, but they won't teach you how to serve like Jesus, yeah, yeah. right? And, and serving is not, it's not a church word. And we, 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 we confuse it sometimes because what serving actually is, it's a family word. It's a core value of healthy family. It's foundational to family. It's foundational to what healthy family looks like. Serving one another, meeting the need of another, seeing somebody in need and meeting that need, even if it's inconvenient for you. This is actually what healthy family does. This is actually what a good mother and father would do, right? Sarah, Sarah and I have two kids, Noah and Ella. They're one in three. And our goal in family is to teach them we serve one another. And we actually have a saying in our house that I'm forgetting right now, but it's called I, care. Was it, I carry my own load. Is that our saying? What is the saying you use? I, yeah. Yeah. I I, I every, every
1: everyone carries their own load.
0: Everyone carries their own load and and we and we teach that because it's it's it, 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 we kind of want to teach them hey you're not entitled. I, I know we serve you. I know we love you, but you're not entitled. You also carry your own load. In fact, we also carry the load of one another. That's good. We also carry the the load of one another. And as we look at this this scripture here, we see the the the, the church was a family. That yeah. the church was always supposed to be a family, always supposed to be a community of believers and Today, I want to talk about, and Sarah and I want to talk about, it's our heart to just share how serving has been so important in our journey with the Lord, how serving has been so impactful as we've as we, as, as we have walked this last nine years out um, as, as a married couple, but also just, just in life, you know, whether it's uh, in, in owning a business or leading ministry and raising our kids, serving has been a, a foundational part of our life. And today, it's my hope, it's our hope um, as we talk about serving that you don't just leave with a good principle because that's not what it has been for us. Um, it has been a response to God's goodness in our life. Yeah. yeah, That's what serving has been for us, amen? And if if we learn, if we learn how to respond to God's goodness in serving, I guarantee you there'll be more fruit from it yeah. than just doing it out of good principle. Good amen. Amen.
1: amen. And and that's kind of what we're gonna talk a little bit today, is just kinda of share some stories between us and 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 be family.
0: Amen? Yeah. Let's just be family. Let's be loose. So Yes feeling alright? You good? Yeah? Amen. The presence of God is here. Yes. I, I feel it. My my face is hot.
1: <laughs> amen. Um so this is what this is what happened to us. And <laughs> and our is response to God... Hot? My face is very hot. No, um, <laughs> maybe it looks red. Um This is how we responded to God and and for me personally, it was, it was serving. And, um, when I got saved, when I was 18, I accepted Jesus and my immediate response was, okay, I understand. I get this revelation that God is real. And my response is you're real. I'm going to serve you. And I did whatever I could find to do in our church at the time. So I served, you know, as a greeter, I did intercession. I served in set up and tear down when we had, we're meeting in a, in a elementary school. And I was doing all the things that I could do. And I served in children's ministry. And then I remember going to Lydia at the time who was in charge of the computer. Like, I don't do this yet. It teach me how to do this. Because I just want to do all of the things I can do for God. Like, give me all the things, I'll serve and do all the things. And and that was how I responded to God immediately after, after getting saved, is I just want to serve. I just need to serve. Anywhere. Part Which part? The immediate
0: part. The what? After. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's used to preaching, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Um <laughs> No, it's good. We're family here, Amen. Amen. Um So my you know, my my story early on in my walk is very simil- similar in the sense that Jesus just took me out of a bunch of mess. And it, and it just wasn't really fun. Um and and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate cuz I just went from and th- and this is this is what it is coming into the kingdom. I went from living a life that was completely self-serving, right? Self-promoting, self-preservation. How can I figure out and get ahead in life and just make some kind of semblance of something good with the pieces that I've got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Completely self-serving. till you encounter Jesus and the greatest servant that ever lived c- comes and lives on the inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this bizarre reality where it's like I, I'm completely, I went from being completely self-serving to the king of all kings came and laid down his life for his people, demonstrated a life of servitude, to people who did not deserve it and now he's living on the inside of me. And and and, and it, it makes sense that we God would have us respond to his goodness through serving because that is what he did. Yeah. That's exactly the life he lived. When he came he said, "You want to be great? You want to be great in the kingdom? Serve somebody." Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to be great in the kingdom? Hold the door, hold the baby. You want to be great in the kingdom? Do do something that is thankless. Yeah. Do something that is unseen. Do something that is not for you, but it's for another. That's why serving is a family value. Yeah. That's, that's, why, that's what God is trying to build in our generation is communities of believers that are family. Where things aren't perfect. Where things can be a little bit messy. But you know what? It's real. Yeah. It's honest. And it's transformative. Yeah. Yeah. We become who we're called to be in those places. And when, when I got saved, I... Um, the, fir- the first week that I attended church as someone who wasn't a complete heathen, uh, which was the second week I came, um, I, I, there was a gentleman running kind of things, and at that time we were still portable. Can anyone say hallelujah We're not?
1: Woo! Hallelujah!
0: <laughs> We're still, yes. oh, I thought it was going to be louder than that. I guess we got a lot of new people. <laughs> Praise God. Um, but we were still portable. And I, I went to the person in charge, and I said, hey, what, what can I help with? He's like, oh, you can lay some rugs, rugs over these wires. I said, okay, I'll do that. What, what else can I help with? And he's like, oh, you can make this area look nice. Okay, I'll do that. I came the next week. I said, hey, what can I help with? He said, oh, you can lay some rugs over these wires. I said, okay, I'll do that. Can I do something you don't want to do? He's like, what, what do you mean? I was like, what do people not like doing? I want to be responsible for that. And he, and, he, and he looked at me and this is something you learn in healthy family which I come from a healthy family is that serving is actually saying I'm going to be responsible for somebody else's needs yeah, yeah. come on yeah. yeah come on yeah it's good to serve it's good to hold the door and hold the baby but amen. there's a different heart behind it when you say I'm going to take responsibility for this thing uh-huh. yeah. yeah I'm going to own this thing yes. like it's I actually wait for it care come on <laughs> amen so if you're taking notes today, I want you guys to write this down. On. Number one, do something. Yeah.
1: Anything. Something.
0: Find a need and fill it. That's where serving starts. Yes. Yeah. That's where family starts. That's where I'm just, I'm going to do something, even if it's not the thing that I want to be doing, because guess what? It's actually not about me. And, <laughs> and it kind of, that kind of really becomes evident when you see, you know, when you find out he hung on a cross for you. Yeah. It wasn't about him either, (laughs) right? He's like, oh, I'm laying my life down for you. It's extremely inconvenient here. The nail's in my hand, but hey, guess what? I did it for you, right? Yeah. Do something. Do something. Do something. Yeah.
1: And that desire to to serve is the evidence of a true conversion. That desire to just do the thing. Desire to serve. Run that back desire to serve as evidence of a true conversion of a what true conversion say what true conversion okay yeah (laughs) um and and like Corey's saying you can do what's right in front of you it doesn't matter where we are in our walk it doesn't matter you know how long we've been saved whether it's two hours or 20 years we can serve we can do something and and respond to god in that way if you have your bibles go ahead and turn to james 1 starting in verse 21 Says, therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. Yeah. Verse 25, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does.
0: I love that it says effectual there. Effectual. Like, like when you do stuff, he's essentially saying, when you do things for my glory, you're going to be effective. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, God gave me this this. Uh, example of the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea, so the Sea of Galilee it receives water from the north and and releases it to the south, and the Dead Sea only takes water in doesn 't release any water. so this act of being you know a hearer, just a hearer, not doing anything you 're like the Dead Sea, nothing can flourish in that body of water. nothing can can last there, but if you 're hearing and doing there 's this constant flow in your life. Of grace and power when you're hearing and doing things in, in serving God it's just you have this ability to your life will flourish because of that yeah. because of the serving and and it reminds me too of Stephen how he chose to hear and, and do he chose to hear and do and and you see in verse 7 it says in Acts 6, verse 7, it says, um, The word of God kept on spreading, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were becoming obedient to the faith. That's because the seven chose to do what they needed to do. Yeah. They chose to feed the widow, and because of that, the gospel could continue to spread. So here we see that, you know, okay, you're serving, you get power to do what God has told you to do, and good things come from that. Amen. So, like I shared a little bit before, I, I serve because God is real to me. And, and when I got saved and I was 18, and I, we attended church here, and it was in a middle school, uh, elementary school. And I had not experienced God the way I had it experienced here. And I was scared. I hid in the bathroom for so many weeks at church because I now, knew see, I needed tell to come. Now, see, when you tell this story,
0: where in the bathroom are you hiding? Was it like... In a stall. You were in the stall? I'm in a
1: stall so no one sees that I'm in there.
0: You're just you're just standing there just kind of hanging out. I'm just
1: hiding in a bathroom. Totally normal.
0: See, to me, <laughs> and, I would feel more weird than being in there. but hey, you know, that's where you encounter Jesus. Yeah,
1: and, and I encountered God in the bathroom of an elementary school. Like, church is going on on the other side of the wall and I'm freaked out because I've never seen God move or felt the presence of God, but I believed God. I I accepted Jesus as my Savior, but I'm like, God, I'm scared. I'm going to stay in the stall. I'm scared, but I know you're real. And it was just this understanding, this, this download of, of, okay, he's real. And my response, like I said before, was serving him. And the craziest part for me is that as I served God, I found my identity. I spent the most of my life being told that I was shy and timid and quiet little Sarah, who's going to sit in the back and I believed it. I took that as truth because that's what everyone in my life told yeah. me up until, you know, maybe a year ago, two years ago or something. I don't know. And that is not me. Oh, yeah. That is not me. I am not a shy, timid, hide-in-the-back... Exhibit A. ...little, little girl anymore. And, and, and I learned who I was in serving. I found that, oh, wow. God, you do want to use me. I can lead things. I can do things that aren't just the background. I can do things that aren't just hiding and not be seen and and all of that. And, and, you know, now I serve mostly in children's ministry and I'm the the director of children's ministry here. And eight years ago, Sarah would be like, no, don't, don't put me in position of anything. That's a responsibility. Like I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want, like, I don't want to be in the leader. And, and God had different plans for me and, and revival kids. It's, you know, I, my heart is to see these children encounter the power and the love of God. And that's the heart of everyone who serves in that room. And we see that happen in there. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, I can't believe you would use this person who thought they were this way, transform them in serving. And then you, you know, just, I get to be used to help children encounter God. And Miriam shared a testimony during first service about the toddlers last week. They had, they were doing a lesson on the first sin and talking about Adam and Eve and the Bible app we use, it shows, you know, God is this image of light. No actual, like, body or anything like that. And the kids are, little Sam is talking about, I want to see God, I want to see God. And he starts getting really sad. This three-year-old boy gets really sad that he can't see God. And then the teacher, and they're like, you know what? Let's, hold on, let's pray. They pray to help the kids pray, God, I want to see you. And he opens his eyes and is like, oh, I see Jesus is coming.
0: Hallelujah! <laughs> He's
1: Three. Three. And then my son, our son, is like, I see Jesus too on fire. (laughs) So we just, I'm amazed, like, that would even happen. I wish I encountered God like that when I was three. Or 12.
0: Or ever. Or,
1: like, yeah, any age, you know? Like, I wish that I had that. And and if you're looking for a place to serve, Revival Kids is very, very fun. Yes, amen. Come on! You want to wear a red shirt
0: amen. and say yes to God. Say yes. say yes. Say
1: yes to God. But I found out who I wasn't serving. and I, and I Say that again. What? What did you I, just say? I found out who I was in serving. Yeah. I found my identity there, and I'm so thankful that God would use something like that to show me who I am.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That, amen. The, um, what I, in verse 25 in the scripture, it says that you will be blessed in what you do. Yeah. Now, we know that doesn't apply to anything and everything that you do. <laughs> but this, this, is, this is what happens when you give God something to bless. And that's really what we're talking about here when we're talking about serving, is that we're actually giving God something that he can bless. Yeah. Yeah. So many of us want an effective life, but yet we spend time like a hamster running on a treadmill trying to get fruit from things that are ineffective. Why are they ineffective? Because sometimes they're just about us. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and he's really trying to, 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 he he really wants to see our lives blessed. Like, he really wants to see that. And and, and sometimes the avenue in which we want to do is not exactly the avenue in which he wants to do it. But I promise you, you, if you value serving 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 a core value in your life and i know many of you, many of you have and many of you do i know who i am talking to we're talking to a church of servants right we're talking to a church that loves people i'm not i'm really no, we're really having a conversation here about a lot of things that we have learned together over the years and i understand that and we're just reiterating some of those things but god wants you to be blessed in what you do yeah, yeah. 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 and we have to give him something to bless yeah amen, amen. and uh, you know over the years over the years as leaders um We, we, we've, we've heard some, some crazy excuses for why people don't want to serve. And, uh, we've, we've put together a list and we call it the I can't serve because dot, 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 um, list. And, uh, I'm sure some of you guys can, can relate and that you've heard some of these things, but we just kind of want to de, debunk some of the common excuses as to why you can't serve. Go ahead, Sarah. Kick us off. What's the? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Last week. Yeah, they to yep. talk about that one. Last
1: week, Pastor touched on one of them. Um, I'll pray about it.
0: A religious no. Yes. Can you say religious no? I'll pray about it. Jesus what? is probably going to tell
1: you, yes, serve them.
0: <laughs> I so have, aunt, there you go. <laughs> I have had before somebody say that, and they actually go pray. And, And of course, they started serving. But most of the time when people say that, they they don't actually start serving because they don't actually intend to pray. There's no actually praying. How can I say this in a way where they uh, won't not like me? (laughs) Did I wear that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: We've also got, I'm too busy, too stressed, too overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Everybody's busy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there anybody in here who is not busy? Raise your hand. You have nothing happening in your life at all. No one. Great. Okay. Jesus we're, we're, was pretty busy. He was pretty busy. He was, he was, pretty, busy. Busy. He was pretty busy. But the, you know what? The reality of what we're talking about is that like, like you can serve in your busyness. Like wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whoever you're doing it with, you can find somebody to serve.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, like yeah. you can find somebody to serve. And 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 when you when you know, the key is I'm going to value what he's given me and I'm going to give it away for free without any expectation of reward for doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Amen. yeah. Amen. Come on. Another one we have is I'm dealing with a certain sin. There are some things that we, you know, if you're dealing with stealing money, you're not going to be in charge of the offering. Come
0: on.
1: <laughs> and everyone who ties an offering, gives offering, says amen. amen. <laughs> but... If you're dealing with a sin, serving gives you and brings the grace that you need to deal with those things to empower you Amen. to stop sinning. Yeah. Come on. Yeah.
0: Come on. And Freedom.
1: Serve, there's going to be grace and power that comes into your life. Serve, there's going to be grace that comes to deal with the things that you feel like are keeping you from actually serving and using that as an excuse. We've got another one. I want to talk to the pastor first. And he will probably say, serve or ask Brandon.
0: what this person is really saying is the thing you've just asked me to do is beneath me so I will decide to talk to the pastor because surely he sees the gift on my life and he will reinforce what I definitely know to be true which is I am above what you have just asked me to do which you will probably not get the result you're looking for
1: your gift is not too big to serve the widow in any capacity. It's not. It never will be. It's just not. It's not.
0: (laughs) My wife's preaching.
1: Go ahead. Too big of a commitment. I don't know.
0: No, no, no. It's too big of a commitment, and and, and this is also followed up by, it's too big of a commitment. I don't want to let you down. (laughs) The funny thing about that is you just have. (laughs) I really wish I could, but I'm afraid I will let you down. Too late for that.
1: And it's not about us. It's not about the people asking you to serve. They're doing it because they know it benefits you. So it's about Jesus. I do not feel called to that area.
0: Good. (laughs) Again, good. Like, I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) It's okay to not feel. Who here does signs? Any, is anyone here that actually just has Mike in the back? Mike, do you feel called to sign ministry in any way in particular? Is this something you see a career, a have career you path arrived? for yourself? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I, I, you don't have to answer. Okay, so <laughs> my, my guess is no. Mike has a successful business, and I don't think it has anything to do with signs, though he does have a business card. I'm sure of it. I've seen it. But yet yeah, and still, it's it's the, the point is that like like these types of things, those are the things that I think people should be fighting over because those are the things that's got the big reward in heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm just like, Amen. if we're going to be wise investors here, right? If we're going to be wise investors here with our time, I mean, it makes sense to invest in something that, you know, yeah. is actually going to pay off. I mean, I stand up here on Sundays and I do this. And then guess what? I get a lot of reward just because I'm up here doing this, you know? And there's some things like I have to go out of my way to find things that ain't nobody going to see because that Ain't gonna get me a big mansion in heaven. Because you all are watching it every week. <laughs> and I want a big mansion. I you know we got a nice house now. I don't want to get smaller. You want to get bigger, right? Yeah,
1: bigger. Another one. The Lord is doing something in my life in this season. Whatever he's doing is not gonna prohibit you from serving. And that's good he's doing something, but serve. I'm in a season of preparation or hiding. From
0: serving. From serving. <laughs>
1: Another like, one, I don't have a ride. Uber. Uber. Uber
0: that Make a friend. Make, a friend. make a friend.
1: There's always going to be an excuse not to serve. Life is always going to be busy. You're, there's just always going to be something that you could say could take place of serving. Oh. Give it as an offering and serve.
0: Raise your hand if you would like new friends in your life. I would like new friends. Awesome. Go find one of these people if you have a problem with Ryan. ride. <laughs> Apparently, there's no lack of friends, which is awesome. I did volunteer you. Yes. Where are we? Where are we, Sarah? I'm sorry. My eyes are playing tricks on me. Can you, can you do this? Because I'm having a hard time actually seeing the words.
1: <laughs> yep. Courtney's glasses. No. Okay. <laughs>
0: So, oh, okay, oh, okay, I, what's that? Right? I don't know if it's the lights or what it is, but oh my gosh, I just got dizzy. Okay, don't stare at the lights. Note to self. All right, so the, the, the solution for all of these things is really quite simple, and it, 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 it is not profound at all. It's just to be humble. If you're taking notes today, write this down. Be humble. Humility is is, like, it's either... Pastor says this all the time. You're either dealing with your pride or you're not.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> you're either dealing with your pride or you're not. The question as to do you have pride is, is not the question at all. Yeah. We all deal with. You're either going to deal with it or you're not. So humility is 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 is, is here's a good thing. It's a choice that you get to make. Yeah. You're, you're not, like, you're not uh, a victim of your own pride. Like, you can choose to, Amen. like, yeah. to be humble. It's so, <laughs> um, in, in James chapter 4, <laughs> James chapter 4, verse 3, we got a Bible, says, You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses, you do not know, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Verse 5. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? That he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives a greater grace. Somebody say greater grace. Greater grace. Therefore, it says, read this together. God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I've talked about this before, uh, God opposing you. It's not a fun thing. I'm not going to go into it right now. But if you have to choose one, grace or opposition, we choose grace, right? And I, think, I find it interesting here that the, 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 the wording of the scripture is, talks about the greater grace. You see, humility is actually what sustains a life of serving. humility is what sustains a life of serving and serving is not something you do once for an old lady crossing the street it's actually a lifestyle which you've chosen to live because of the lifestyle of the one you serve whom is jesus it's a lifestyle we choose to live because of the lifestyle of our god this is who he is this is what he has defined greatness to be and actually he said this this is real significance right so when we look at this this verse here um Talking about the greater grace. Come on, man. What, 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 what we see? I want to break the scripture down a little bit. What, what time did we start? Is that clock right? It says we have one minute left. Yeah. Is that? Are we, can we go? Are we go a little broken. long? Did worship go long? Yeah,
1: it's yeah, broken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so talking about the greater grace, and here when we look at we look at verse three, it says that you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. When, when we want to see something happen in our life, when we desire to get married or desire the new house or the promotion at work or, or to see the business grow or to see the ministry flourish, like sometimes we have these desires and the Bible tells us like, hey, the thing you're actually desiring is not happening because your heart is actually not in the right place. You ask with the wrong motives. And essentially what we're doing when we ask for these things, what we're asking for is grace. Mm-hmm. It's a desire for grace in a specific area. If, if, you, if you need a promotion at work, what you are desiring is grace in your finances. If you're looking for new housing, what you're desiring is grace in your housing. That's actually what you're desiring. And the Bible tells us here, hey, these things that you know you are asking for but not getting, let me help you get them by letting you know how. Because there's a greater grace in the grace that you are desiring. And the access to that grace you want is through humility. Serve somebody. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's through humility. Serve somebody. Go ahead,
1: baby. Yeah, because pride makes you think you can get God's blessing despite your motives. So wow. Yeah, wow.
0: Cool. wow. Go ahead. Was that, that, was that fresh off the press? Wow. That was good.
1: On my, fresh off my paper.
0: Oh, is that on there? <laughs> I, I can't Pr- see the paper. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, okay. Pride makes you think you can get God's blessing despite your motives. But humility is what causes you to have the pure heart yeah. and serve, and then you get the greater grace. And Stephen, um, he's described as full of wisdom and of the Holy Spirit in Acts. We see in Acts 6. And he is appointed to do this very unglamorous task of feeding widows. And he's described as full of wisdom, faith, and the Holy Spirit. And you'd yeah. think maybe he'd be someone who would be up front or out ministering with the apostles or doing something else. But he humbles himself. Yeah. He, loves what he's, he loves the people he's serving. And he's hearing and he's doing. So he's got this great flow of grace and power in his life now that he chose to humble self and serve the widow and and, and feed them and um, you know
0: what's significant about that though in Stephen serving the widow is that the the Bible it the scripture points him out like it highlights him and and because because he he had an evident gifting on his life yeah right and so often what happens is when we have evident gifting on our life we think the gift somehow is the qualification for promotion But Pastor said last week, it's actually your transformation that's your qualification.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll say it one more time because that was good. (laughs) We think sometimes our gift is our qualification for promotion, but it's actually our transformation that is our qualification. And we get transformed. Go ahead. Yeah. We get transformed in serving. Yeah. Yeah. We get transformed in humility because there's grace that comes through that.
1: And humility takes that burden of production off. That you don't have to produce anything. True humility in serving is understanding that God is oh, the one
0: who produces, who's produce. in
1: charge of production, yeah. not you. And for me, you know, I I am a stay-at-home mom, and woo, woo basically servant all day. Realistically, that's what I do. I'm <laughs> serving everybody's needs before my own, and that's what I do all day. And I found my transformation. In, in serving, like pastor said last week, the transformation is your qualification. So I, you know, I got transformed during, in serving and serving my family. I'm continued to be transformed. Ah. God will use whatever you do to transform you, but you will get it through serving. That's where you'll find your, your transformation. And God spoke to me very clearly about this, this idea of ordinariness as the enemy of the miraculous so if I'm looking at my serving of my family as this is just ordinary tasks, just the mundane day in day out, I will not see the miracles that God has told me and shown me that I will see in my family because I've decided to make it ordinary. Come on. That's the enemy of the miraculous. Come on. And and whatever it is that we do, whatever you do to serve just just don't let it be or don't let it become mundane don't let it become ordinary because yeah. there's miracles that God wants to do through you through serving yeah. and to touch the people around you and Come on. you know
0: Come on. amen and and, and the amen. equivalent of ordinary in the family serving at home is, is religion in the church it's so easy yeah. to make your serving just a, a religious thing that i do yeah. oh yeah i serve on the greeter team That's just you know that's just my reli- my my religious duty and but but like sarah said ordinary is the enemy of the miraculous like you actually get to choose the heart which you um uh do that thing with yeah yeah. Let's go. yeah. Like yeah. you get to you get to posture yourself however way you you want to and if it's just some if it's just some religious thing that you do the fruit is not going to be the same as if you do it as worship to the Lord as service to the people he's called you to if you do it with the heart that says I want to see people's lives get better and God be glorified through it. I don't care whether I get any reward and you have to see what you're doing is actually making an impact in the kingdom amen. yeah actually making an impact in the world yeah. around you amen and, and and Sarah sees when she when she serves the kids what she's saying is I, I get to choose whether or not I get to see the impact it's making because yeah. wow. yeah. the Bible says you'll be effective in your doing when you do it unto me. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Yeah. So, so, so the fruit is there when you do it unto him. You, you get to choose whether you see that the impact it's having on people's life, because yeah. if you choose not to see it, it'll stunt yeah. the process. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And for me, what sustains it is, is my, I go back to the why, why do I serve? Why do I do this? And for me, you know, I do it because God is real, and I love the people that I serve. Whether it's at church or at home, I love I love the people that I serve, and it has to be about that loving people. And that's our next point. Is number three is just love people. Yeah. amen. Love people.
0: A few years ago, uh, I might be five now. Five years ago, we went on a trip to North Carolina as as a as a as a if, Church family um, drove up there. I drove up there, believe it or not. I won't do that again. I'm not going to do that again. Flying. I, when you when you're almost in there, you know. I'm 29. When you're almost in, am I you're 29? What am I? I'm 28. You're no, I'll be 29 this year. So, anyways, you know, the older you, the point i the older you get, the less you want to drive. So, I, next time I'll fly. So, anyways, there was a there was a there. We're running out of time and jumping the rails all at once. This Keep is great. Keep it
1: going. Keep it going. So, Come on. Love Carolina. this, man. North, North Carolina. North Carolina.
0: Thank you, sir. You must be a preacher. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I was, um, what was I? I was in North Carolina. North? It's been a long week, all right? It's been a long week. Um, oh, we're in North Carolina. Where were we? North Carolina. We're at our networks, um, our, 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 our PIH network meeting conference thing, all right? And there's 20 or 30 of us there. And it was the the, the last day of our trip. And I was pretty exhausted because, like I said, I decided to drive instead of fly. Um, And I I believe Mike and Lillian, who, who are up here today, they're not here now, but they were leading worship, and it was an afternoon session. I was tired, so I sat on the floor in the back. And as I'm watching our church worship, I began to weep. And I said, Lord, what's going on? And he said, I'm breaking your heart for the people I've called you to serve. And the love of God just began to flood my heart in in, in a way that has totally marked me. I cannot deny, I cannot deny who he's called me to and what he has called me to do because he has deposited his love for the people in me. And even when serving is inconvenient, like, you know, when my son was born or when we had our second child or when, you know, work is busy, it's a choice that I make in humility because of love. To yeah. response to his love. Yeah. And, 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 and it's good to start with doing something like we're talking about, but if doing something is where you stay, you will get complacent in your doing, because yeah. the real power is in the why, which is because of love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Do you think Jesus endured the cross without love? Yeah. Yeah. No. Am I still going? Okay. 1 Corinthians 13 1 says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. This was me early in my walk. Yeah. I know there's more people here that can agree with that. <laughs> this, this was me early in my walk. I was um, zealous for the Lord, and I wanted to serve, but I was um, annoying. Um, to, <laughs> To the point on which th- my, my best friends whom I lived with and grew up with um, for all intents and purposes disowned me. Yeah. They didn't want to be around me. Not because, not because they were so wicked, because I was so extremely annoying. Okay? I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Um, and some of you may have heard the testimony I shared about a month ago how God has this year actually restored that relationship that was broken 90 oh, years yeah. ago. God. In my ignorance... <laughs> And the difference today is I've, been in, I've encountered the love of God yeah. and the grace of God. Yeah. And I can now have relationships with people that maybe don't believe what I do without judgment because yeah. wow. that's yeah. what love will do. Yeah. Yeah. It causes you to just love with no motive. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Does that make sense?
1: And, and serving the body in the church is where you ser- learn to, to serve the lost in the world. Yeah. That's good. Like for Corey you know serving all these years that that and just being encountered by the love of God that is what restored these relationships and he you know with other things too but that was one of the biggest things for him like being able to restore this this relationship and serving the body here is where we learn how to serve them out there the people who don't know him yeah. and that need that to need um to need to know him
0: and I know we're going a little long. Please forgive me. We're going to end here in a minute. I just want to share one more thing before we close. And we're going to have time. Um, we're going to have an altar call. We're going to pray. And we are we just believe there's going to be impartation of the love of God today. Amen. Um, and uh, I would encourage you to come up and receive prayer. Um, but I just want to share a little story from early in my marriage. Um, just a very practical story on, on serving and, and, and love before we, we end here. Um, you know, early in my marriage, I'm sure um, some husbands can relate to this. There um, were often things my wife would ask me to do. My beautiful wife would ask me to do around the house. Can you do this? Can you do that? And uh, many times I would forget. I would forget, and to her I was communicating that those things did not matter. To m- in my mind, I was just forgetful. In my mind, I was just forgetful, and I came up with all these clever solutions to the problem. <laughs> hey, if you text me the things you want me to do, then I will Remember? If you leave sticky notes on the fridge, then I will remember. I kid you not. Uh, we once had the same sticky notes with the five, for so first five things on it for over a year. <laughs> it, it, it didn't work. I said, maybe if you leave little messages on the mirror in the morning before I go to work, then I'll remember. Um, fast forward uh, a little bit. And, um, I believe Sarah can attest to this. When she does something, I, I now do it. Amen. And let me tell you why. Amen. Because you can't fake love. You can't fake love. Amen. And the nothing replaces actually caring. Amen. Yeah. That's a good word right nothing now. replaces actually caring. You can't work out a system that is a substitute for actually loving the people you're called to serve stand with us
1: and God has has given each person a gift and you know sometimes we can get caught up on the the gift we feel like we have or the you know maybe where we think we're going to serve we can't use it there but God will empower your gift through serving the people around you he will use your gift. He will empower it as you serve, and it all goes back to what we're talking about now. Is just it has to be about the people. It has to be about loving them. It has to be about letting God break you for the people that you serve. And I have very similar um, encounters to Corey, where there'll be times where I just need to step back and look at everybody, and I see the worship or you know listening to the message i go look at the kids and god just breaks my heart all over again for for all of you for all the people all the children that that i get to serve and and it's it's always taken back to love and we really believe that god is going to impart the love of god this morning
0: so father right now we just pray holy spirit that you would begin to invade Hallelujah. the room yes jesus we you would begin to invade the room jesus and i just pray that the reality of your love would pierce hearts now I see different people groups that you are called to serve. Like each one of us, God is calling some of us to different people groups. It may be your neighbor, maybe your coworker, maybe in a different country. I don't know, but right now I just see him bringing those people to mind and I pray that the love of God right now would flood your heart for those people. The love of God would flood your heart right now for those people. Ministry team come forward. If you like prayer this morning, we're going to pray that the love of God would flood your heart for the people you're called to serve amen. We want to thank you guys so much for coming, so much for uh, uh, joining our, our church family today. If you're a guest, we would love to meet you out in the lobby. If you would give the Lord hand clap this morning.